I'm joined today by Will Brown of Tweedy Brown. Appointed in 2011, Tweedy Brown are one of the four managers in our global equity strategy. Between the four partners at the organisation, they've got more than 100 years of investment experience, which in these difficult markets is certainly going to be a benefit. Will, hello to you. How are you today? Great, thank you very much for joining us. Um, firstly, I wanted to come on to this idea of um, difficult markets. The four most dangerous words uh, in investment, according to Sir John Templeton, are it's different this time. But do you think it is different on this particular occasion? I think the factors that go into the behind the psychology, which to me is the most significant aspect of what drives markets, can be different. I think it's always worthwhile trying to ask yourself, well, what exactly is the market? Is it, is it simply a meeting place rather than an oracle? Sometimes people think the market is the oracle, the markle is sort of the repository of all wisdom and it's really telling you something. I think in many instances the, the, the market is just simply a gathering place where buyers and sellers meet and it's the clearing price for, uh, for liquidity in the marketplace. Uh, you'll see headlines that'll say, for instance, that the uh, investors are getting out of the market. And one thing I thought about just yesterday, a security which you own in your portfolio, we've owned for many, many years, is, is Johnson & Johnson. This is not talk up Johnson & Johnson, but to make a point, yesterday Johnson & Johnson traded 5 million shares and they're talking about investors panicking, investors getting out of the stock market. Um, and Johnson & Johnson has 2.8 billion shares outstanding. So somewhere around one-tenth to two-tenths of one percent of the people who hold shares in that security decided to sell some. And there were probably slightly more people who wanted to sell it than there were who wanted to buy it. So a price was set, the market cleared. 99.8% of the people sat pat. But if you looked at the newspaper, you looked at the media, which grinds away at everybody's objectivity also, that tends to eat away at people. I think investors tend to drive investors crazy. If you go to 1987, that was very, very different. That was simply uh, the unraveling of portfolio insurance. And I remember that vividly. We saw it happening. It didn't make any sense. Um, but everybody sold securities. So you had 1987. You had the year 2000, which again was a very different point in time. Uh, where everybody thought that the internet was going to absolutely revolutionize and transform society as we knew it. And again, enthusiasm, psychology drove securities to, you know, quite preposterous prices. One particular stock in your portfolio today is a company called Cisco, which makes a lot of the plumbing for the internet. In the year 2000, Cisco was trading at 150 times earnings. The stock was 77. It was earning approximately 45 cents. It's in your portfolio today. Stock is 22 and a half. It earns approximately $1.85 and, and has six or seven dollars in net cash. And this is where your valuation This is where valuation is so drives you. You look at that, but you know when everybody's making money and um, all of the news is beating you up on it and you're out of step with it, it's not fun. And I must admit, you then will end up with client pressure also. They're not, truth of the matter is, they're not terribly interested in an explanation. All they know is, you guys aren't doing what some benchmark, which I have in mind, is doing. And to me, I always say, if fundamentals don't matter, and if price doesn't matter, and if buying something cheap doesn't matter, 
I don't know what I'm going to do. And what that does is put us out of step for periods of time. So let's take it back to 2008. Um, how did you use the experience of your, yourself and your colleagues in that very difficult market? 2008, again, was, was, um, was a different set of circumstances, although the psychology obviously drove things clearly because people thought the whole financial system was unwinding. And it was different because it was a financial crisis, if you will. The financial system seized up. And you might well recall people weren't able to get their money out of money market funds. For instance, there was a, a, a great deal of, and perhaps to some extent, deserved panic as to what was going on and how it was all going to be resolved. But what we came back to, Chris, and the point I'm trying to make is, and the anchor for us is ask yourself, what do you own? Do you own a stock or do you own a business? If you can stop and say, wait a minute, what is the business doing? What's going on in the business as opposed to the marketplace, which is the collective outcome of an enormous amount of emotional and psychological pressures. So it comes back to the example you, that, you, you, you were using earlier of, of right. that the business today is producing right. the same as it was producing yesterday. It's just the valuation that's Roche changed. wasn't selling any less medicine, and you were going to sell medicine. People weren't smoking any less Philip Morris cigarettes. They were probably going to smoke more with all the tension. People were not buying less food. And all of those things, you said, what's going on with the business? A few businesses halted temporarily. For instance, we owned Honda at that point in time. This is before uh, we were managing your, your portfolio. There was a temporary halt because the financing end of the automobile business sort of froze up. But again, what it does is enable you to come back and say, all right, what is it we own? You've got to think of businesses as not just pieces of paper, but as organic entities. It's financial capital, it's personal capital, it's physical capital. And it's people getting out of bed every day and saying, how can I make a profit? And part of what um, these companies can deliver to, to us as shareholders um, is, is dividend payments. Um, how, um, how in this sort of environment do you assess the outlook for dividends? And, and do you think we are moving into a period where dividends are, are, are likely to be more challenged? That's an interesting question. Are dividends likely to be more challenged? I, I would say that... <coughs> No, dividends are, are not going to be any more challenged than they have been. If the dividends are going to be challenged, it's because you think that profits are going to be enormously challenged because the dividend comes from the profits, and they take the profits and either buy back stock or they pay dividends. Um, what I can look at is, it's interesting, I have some things here. For instance, some of the holdings in your portfolio, uh, your portfolio holds Roche. Now, Roche has raised their dividend for 25 consecutive years. The last dividend increase was just recently, it was a 2.6% increase. The second largest holding you have, again, this is a pharmaceutical, is Novartis. They have raised their dividend 18 years consecutively. And they're not paying out 90% of their profits. And there's a sense that there's a commitment to paying out a percentage of profits and dividends. I could go down that list. Um, Verizon telephone business, cell phones, those things go on. I'm walking down Lombard Street here. Every other person is on the phone. Now, it's not Verizon here. It's um, um, Vodafone. Right. Yeah. But in the U.S., it's, it's Verizon. 21 consecutive years of dividend increases. 
So it's about the, the, the long-term consistency. The long it's, it's about the and ability to consistently, over time, pay out part of your profits. Implicit in that is, do you believe that over time, these people can, or at least have the prospect, of generating some increase in the profitability of the business? And this doesn't require very, very optimistic expectations for what a business can do, the ability to generate the profits over time. The other important dimension for all of this is when we look at it, it takes you away from looking at the stock price as you think about it is, and I would say that if I had to emphasize one thing to folks, what you must do is extend your time horizon. Most people, particularly as things get, if you will, a bit wormy, they can telescope their time horizons. People, oh, we're going to have a recession. We're going to have a recession next year. What we do when we look at these things, we say, where are these businesses likely to be in three or four or five years? I don't know where the stock price is going to be, but I know where the business is probably going to be within a reasonable expectation of price and valuation. In the end, it comes back um, to price the, and value. So the, the, the age-old Ben Graham saying exactly. the stock market is, is not a voting machine, it's a weighing machine. Precisely. And that anchors us and enables us to you know, deal with all of the pressures which come to play as we conduct a commercial business. And at the end of the day, we always like to say to ourselves in the firm too, you know, we're managing our own money. What's the sensible thing to do here for our own money? What's the intellectually honest thing to do? I think what we do makes eminent sense and don't see any reason to deviate from that. What an interesting conversation. Um, it's been a great pleasure to spend time with you today. I really appreciate it. Will Brown, thank you so much. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.